welcome everybody. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Metrosite. I'm Beth Schultz, Vice President of Research and Principal Analyst, and with me here today is Robin Garris, our CEO and Principal Analyst. Robin is responsible for our contact center and customer experience research. Speaking of that, Robin has just published her latest research study, Customer Optimization 2023-24, and I've, you know, I've had the opportunity to take a look at the study results, and oh my gosh, there's just so much great information in this, in this, um, in her deck. So many interesting data points. Um, so Robin, welcome, and um, why don't we go ahead and, why don't we go ahead and, and start with some of the basics. So um, give us an overview. Um, talk, tell us uh, about the methodology of this of this uh, research study um, as a starting point. Yeah, happy to do so. And hello, everybody. I am just so excited about this research. Um, I've, I've briefed a few of our clients already on it, and and it is um, the feedback has been fantastic. Uh, it's, it's just it's, it's very rich. There's a lot in it. Uh, so it's actually, by the way, two studies. So we the 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 main study is our normal studies where we go out and we interview and survey IT, CX, and business leaders. And we did that in May and June of this year, so it's very new. Um, we talked to 641 organizations, uh, companies in 11 countries, 37 verticals, a big range of sizes of companies, anywhere from 10 employees all the way up to a million and a half employees. So a big range. We can do a lot of slicing and dicing in terms of size and region and industry. So that's you know, that's that's one study. In parallel, we ran a consumer-based study, which is honestly the first time we've done our consumer research, and we're going to continue doing this. So it's basically looking at how do consumers, how do the, the customers of businesses feel about all this new technology that they're using when they interact with you know, with the companies they do business with. So um, we were able to identify gaps and alignments. Uh, we're going to do a webinar on that actually coming up here in August, but gaps and alignments between what consumers want and what our business is delivering and where do we need to, you know, kind of bridge some of the gaps that we see. So it was really interesting just to get the consumer perspective on things. Um, I would say overall, the research um, is heavily focused on artificial intelligence, including generative AI, which of course we've been hearing a lot about. Um, it looks a lot at agent experience and how that's changing, how it's improving, how technology is helping there. Um, and like I mentioned, the gaps in what uh, companies are, you know, focused on and um, what the customers want, but also basic contact center data as well. You know, so things um, about interaction channels and, um, you know, how are companies uh, managing their contact centers? There's all sorts of things in here about. Um, you know, just, just CX applications in general. And we focused everything like we always do, but, but very much so in this study on metrics. So how does uh, technology, and in particular, all these new CX technologies actually move the needle on business metrics? So that's kind of an overview of it. Okay, thanks, Robin. So, you know, when we think about how companies are are transforming their, their customer experience, is it, mm -hmm. is it kind of being done in large numbers or is all this technology still pretty uh, leading edge? It's actually being done in very large numbers. Um, you, you hear about some of this technology in general 
And um, I mean, th let me say, there's certain certain technologies are still very leading edge for sure. But overall, when you look at how companies are looking at their customer experience, they are absolutely looking at this as an area they need to transform, they need to improve, they need to regularly improve and invest in. Um, we talked about last year how um, in the highest percentage of companies, 65% of companies were going to be um, increasing their CX spending in 2023. It's, it, it's a uh, greater than any other area we looked at, including things that are very important like security and, and WAN and peripherals and all, you know, um, unified communications, all sorts of things. So CX is, is a big, a big area. Right now we're seeing that almost 83% of companies either have completed a transformation project, one is underway, or they're planning to do it this year. So that's the biggest number we've ever seen in all the years we've been tracking CX transformations. And yeah. When we look at the buckets that they're in, they, they basically fall, the projects themselves, they fall into three buckets. They're worker-focused projects, and that's the one where we saw the most activity. And that's things like scheduling and capacity planning, um, adding or improving workforce optimization, improving agent hardware even, you know, making sure they have the latest and greatest in headsets and video and things like that. Um, apps and channels will be the next one. So that's where we look at things like uh, the top three there are virtual assistants and chatbots, generative AI, and visual engagement. So that whole area is seeing a lot of activity um, and many other apps as well, just moving to the cloud, cloud-based apps. Um, and then foundational as well. So foundational transformations are things like um, integrating platforms, so integrating your UC and your contact center platform or your CRM and your contact center platform, those types of things. Um, adding management tools so that you can better manage your, your contact center platform or your CX, you know, just your customer experience overall. And even moving functions onto a carrier network. So instead of having everything either on an as-a-service um you know, provider or in your own physical location or data center, um, moving it over to a carrier network so that, that they're um, helping uh, do things before they even get onto your network, like uh, identity verification. Um, you know, you might even be, be having some AI functionality to help route calls in the carrier network and going out. Uh, bandwidth is it's a big one. I can see doing a lot of this right now with their uh, maestro um, announcement that came out a couple months ago. So that, yeah. that type of thing we're seeing a lot of. So those are the, um, the, the, top transformation projects. Um, but yeah, th to your question though, I mean, it, a lot of companies feel the need to stay competitive and transform CX. Really like that you talk about projects, you know, to your mm -hmm. point, I mean, there is transformation is there's no stopping point. You just have to keep going continuous exactly. improvement. So. Exactly. Okay, so you talked about the importance of metrics. So what are some of the more interesting findings from um, this research on the metric side? Oh, there's so many. There are really, there really are. We got a lot of great metrics in this research. I was really excited about it. But um, one of the big ones that stands out to me is I always try and see, okay, what is AI doing to staffing? Every year I get the question is, is AI um, taking jobs? Is it causing layoffs and things like that? And so um, this year we got some hard um, hard data on that that's that's really showing the impact of AI. So and let me let me walk you through this. So right now, those who are not using AI in their CX initiatives will hire 2.3 times the number of contact center agents versus, versus those who are using AI. So that's huge right there, you know, and it varies based on size, but the, the gaps are pretty substantial um, as far as the, the number of agents you have to hire without AI versus with AI. Now, yeah. this is forward-looking. I'm not yet seeing anybody lay off their agents 
because of AI. Um, in fact, most companies are still growing their, their number of contact center licenses that they're buying. Those are, those are still increasing in size. Um, I think only about 6.6% of companies in this study said that they were decreasing the number of contact center agents. Now, will that happen at some point? Probably. I mean, at some point you're going to say, well, um, virtual assistants or other forms of AI that we're using have come to the point where we have too many people sitting idle on the contact center. I do think that day will come. It's not here yet, but we are now seeing it as, as forward-looking. You know, I've talked to many companies that said, well, um, one, one, for example, is that um, they, their plan was to hire 80 new contact center agents this year, and now they only had to hire 20, you know, so it really... Wow. Um, and that, that was because of AI, um, and in large part virtual assistance for them. But um, they were starting to uh, use some generative AI that was helping, um, you know, with things like content creation, when they had to send a customer some information, when it came to things like transcription, um, translation, sending summaries of calls either to the customer data record or directly to the customer. That kind of stuff was was definitely saving time. So that's that's a real interesting data point. I would say another one um is with chatbots. So I think we've come a long way with chatbots. Um but we have a long way to go. So right mm -hmm. now, if you take 100 on average like 100 interactions, of those 100 interactions, 39 of them are going to be touched by a chatbot in one way or another. Of those 30 of those 100 by the way, uh 16 of 100 interactions will be resolved with within the virtual assistant, no human intervention required. As great as you think it would be, 16 out of 100, 16% are actually being resolved by a virtual assistant. So, um, like I said, we've come we've come a long way. Um, we're getting there, but I think now that we see the vendors are really ramping it up, you know, um, companies like Crestor, Cognigy, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of them out there that are really doing a great job with their with their chatbots and how sophisticated they are. So I think, you know, you see a company like Nice with its, um, you know, with its AI platform, its Enlightened AI platform, like some of the things they're doing, Five Nines and other ones doing a lot with AI and virtual assistants. I mean, some of them are partnering with some of these other companies, but there's a lot of activity going on right now when it comes to um, AI and how sophisticated it's become. So that's something to keep an eye on. And chatbots are one area where I think we're going to see a lot of improvement going along. Um, and then I guess another data point that I that I thought was interesting was um, having to do with agent assist. I've been looking at agent assist for a number of years, and, and I think that uh, we're really starting to see measurable and consistent improvements with it. One of the, and I have all sorts of them in my study that look at how, um, how agent assist or even customer facing chatbots have changed uh, revenue, um, customer ratings, employee efficiency, costs overall. But one of the ones I thought was kind of interesting is um, on average channel time. You see a lot of companies measuring average channel time in the contact center. And if when companies were using agent assist, their average handle time decreased by 27%. So that's pretty significant. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Okay, so let me circle back to chatbots because, you know, you either love them or you hate them. But what, yeah. what does the data tell you about, about what uh, consumers think about chatbots? Um, yeah, that was, one of the, that was one of the big things I was excited to see, you know, because chatbots are probably the, um, the biggest customer-facing way we use AI today. And mm -hmm. I wanted to see what, customer, what consumers really thought about them. Um, right now... Only 13% prefer them and 39% actively avoid them. 
The rest, about 47% that leaves us, will use them in select circumstances. And honestly, I feel like that's kind of the way it should be. Like, you use them in select circumstances. I don't think you would always use a chatbot, because there are times you absolutely need to talk to somebody, and, um, you know, whether that's in yeah. voice or web chat. And there are times you absolutely would benefit from doing a screen share or a video. So there's all different ways that we yeah. need to do interactions, depending upon where we are physically at any given time, depending upon what the issue is, you know, time of day, all sorts of things. So... That's what we see with chatbots. I mean, why do they avoid them? There's all different, you know, they don't understand me. They don't have the answers I need. Difficult to use, take too much time. And in fact, you know, why do they use them? A lot of people say the same thing. And the number of reason why uh, customers will use them is that they save them time and they answer their questions. 19%, by the way, said they're more polite than humans. I thought that was, that was funny. <laughs> but but um, the, the interesting thing to me that tells me we're kind of starting to turn a corner with chatbots is that um, only 24% of consumers said that their most recent chatbot experience was negative. 44% actually said it was positive and the rest were neutral. So that's going to tell me that, okay, even though the majority of, of people don't prefer chatbots, um, you know, some are going to use most the, the largest percentage are going to use them um, depending upon the circumstance and more avoid than prefer them. Still, when you ask them what their last experience was, uh, Biggest percentage says positive. So I do think that we're turning a corner in the acceptance of chatbots, largely because I think they're getting better. Um, they're learning more. The vendors are stepping it up. Um, and I do think that the um, the businesses are actually using them in in purposes that they're intended for. We're not trying to, um, you know, boil the ocean with them. We're not trying to do too much. And I think consumers can see the value of them. Yeah, Um I, I like that suggestion. Use it, you know, use it when it's appropriate. Um, but yeah. yeah, they're they're getting better. I think from my personal experience, I I don't shy away from them. But exactly, and I feel the same way. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same. I used to completely shy away from them. And then I think the the turning point for me, I remember it. I had a um I had an appointment scheduled to have my internet fixed. I completely forgot about it. I was driving in my car, and I got I got a text, and it was telling me that. Oh, just reminding me of my appointment. So I was like, oh, crap, I forgot about that. Uh -oh. So, yeah, so I pulled over and I'm looking, I'm going, okay, do I have to call somebody? What do I have to do? And I said, and there was an option there. It was, it was such a simple app. Do you want to confirm, reschedule, or cancel? And I'm like, reschedule, press number two. All right, here are three alternate, or three, here are three options for the, for the next day. You know, do you want to do the next? I'm like, yeah, that works perfect. Picked an option. Within like 15 seconds, I had it res rescheduled. I was like, okay. This is good. I don't have to call, sit on hold for 30 minutes, you know, like, you know, try and get this done. So that, yeah. So to me that I just remember that experience. That was my turning point. I'm like, okay, there is some use for chatbots. Well, and that's that a, a lot, as ago. you know, cable, yeah. well, cable companies, internet mm -hmm. service providers, they, they always get a bad rap on customer service. Yes. So it's saying yes. something there. <laughs> okay. So before we go, Robin, I have to ask one last question and that's, that's around generative AI. I mean, hmm. ChatGPT, you know, it's so widely known. Um, well, you can't have a conversation these days with anybody mm -hmm. without them, you know, mentioning ChatGPT, it seems. So what is a, what's your research telling us about enterprises are adopting generative AI at this point? Yeah, you know, actually, we have a lot of research and a lot of data, a lot of analysis in this particular study on generative AI. I will be covering that in an upcoming webinar as well. But just to give you some highlights, um, 
I was surprised to see that 27% of companies already are using generative AI. Now, it might not be in a real sophisticated way. It may just be call summaries or, you know, dabbling with some content creation, things like that. Um, but 47% are planning to use it in 2023. Now, I don't know in reality if that many actually will or if they're just getting excited and say, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. Um, we'll see next year what the numbers actually end up being. But there's a lot of interest in generative AI. Um, but there's there's a lot of companies that aren't fully trusting of AI. Right now, only about 25% of businesses fully trust generative AI for customer interactions and 20% fully trust it for any area of the business. Um, on the consumer side, okay. it's like 12.9% that say it can be fully trusted right now. So when you look at the, the three um, you know groups, there's definitely an issue with consumers. I mean, most, all three of them actually the highest percentage of all three of them said it can be trusted to be used on a limited basis. But when you asked them what would make them trust generative AI more, I, by the way, I think this is interesting. The number one way is to limit the data it can use to create content. And we saw 56% of the ITCX and business leaders cite that and said, yeah, this is how you can make generative AI more trustworthy. Only 28% of consumers said that that would be the case. So like half as many. Mm. But when we asked them if they could ever, you know, trust generative AI, like, um, Four times more, well, let, me, let me put it this way, consumers said they'll never, ever trust generative AI four times more frequently than ITCX and business leaders said that. So we've got some work to do and we need to educate yeah. the consumers. I think that there's been so many stories like in the mainstream press about this with the scare tactics in there. Like, oh, this yeah. is going to control civilization. It's the end of the world. And, you know, there's all this scare tactics out, the tactics out there and um, a lot of consumers of course, rightly so, don't understand the technology and, and the things that we can do, the guardrails we can put on, you know. Um, so that that's sort of interesting. I would say that um, the least, the, of all the options that we talked to them about on trusting generative AI more, government regulations was least cited. And in fact, every person I interviewed for this study said they did not want to see regulations. That would make them trust generative AI less. So I thought that was uh, definitely some interesting insights there. Um, but I will say that there's a lot more research, a lot more insights um, that we have on generative AI, but that just gives you an overview of some of the more interesting findings. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for all of this, Robin. Really great stuff. I, I know I, like I said, I've looked through the research. I know you have something like, what, 200 charts already? And yeah, I know you, you'll be, yeah, <laughs> and, and I know you and you'll be adding more and more as, as you go through. So um, oh. lots to come too. Um, anybody who is interested in getting more of Robin's um, great insight into this research, um, join us for our three-part uh, webinar series. Robin is kicking her first of her webinars on this topic uh, next Tuesday, July 11th at 11 ET. That's on the uh, Metrogy Bright Talk channel. And the first episode is on measurable value of AI for customer experience. Then the second episode is coming July 25th, and that is on agent experience. And Robin's going to wrap up that series with a webinar on consumer views on CX technology, and that will be coming August 8th. So as always, we're happy to hear from you, and please feel free to reach out to us via the contact button on the Metrogy website. And that's all for now. On behalf of the Metrogy team, goodbye till next time, and take care, everybody. Yep. Thank you.